Welcome to the Sales Therapist Podcast. My name is Corey Clark, and I am so stoked you guys are here. I'm a mental health therapist that has worked with over a thousand sales professionals individually, and the purpose of this podcast is just to provide as much value to the industry as possible. We want to help as many people develop the very best versions of themselves, whether that be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, the whole nine yards. So giddy up, and welcome to the show. Alrighty, welcome back. All my friends, um, gosh, I I always say this like I'm stoked for this episode, but goodness gracious, I'm so stoked for this episode. <laughs> I think partly because it, I'm solving a big pain point in my life right now, <laughs> and that is uh, scaling. And Chris Pierce is um, has been just an amazing like stars aligned. I don't know if like. God, God is real, everybody. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm really grateful for um, the friendship that I've built with Chris so far and what we're about to create. But Chris, welcome to the Sales Therapist Podcast, man. Yeah, thanks. I'm, <laughs> I'm just as excited to be here. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just funny how stars do align. Yeah, and, it's, well, really, you know, you and me, like we were, I, I mean, 2020 is when I started my business, right? Yeah. Um. And a similar time to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And really, we, there wasn't really, maybe there was somebody else doing what we're doing, but from my understanding, there wasn't anybody else in the, in the sales industry doing really mental performance coaching therapy for reps. And so it's funny because I'm, we've, we've talked about this already because we both felt it, us being really the only two, like some sort of like competition threat, like, oh, this guy, you know, this guy (laughs) is like, (laughs) without ever, talking about I know it, right yeah. like never connecting never even running into each other yeah and, which is just funny yeah. now and now you know now we're we're joining and and it's awesome and we're excited and and there was never a doubt in my mind I'm like this guy's like of course we would connect if we're you know without this we'd be friends and so it's fun just to be friends and and um a lot of reps will actually relate to that feeling because they mm-hmm. waste a lot of energy comparing themselves to somebody else and so it's funny. I'm sure we both did our internal work. We've never talked about that, but I had to yeah. detach from that actually. Like the sometimes the threat I'd feel towards you, I just had to let go and just show up and work hard. Yeah. And that ultimately, like the first six months, I think was when I started comparing myself to you, was a little bit hard sometimes. Yeah. And then and then it just ended up going away, partly because I think the way I was handling it, and I just detached right. from it. But yeah, I don't know if that was the same for you. Oh, oh, yeah. totally. <laughs> right, you just lose. You just care less. It's just like whatever, dude. Yeah, you you care less, but it yet still moments. Sure. Of yeah. Like like see some. I don't know. One of your videos pops yeah. up, and I'm like, man, he is crushing the <laughs> the Instagram game, and I'm just like, you know, all over the place. And yeah. so, um, it's fun. But I I think that like it also took you know a little bit of humility yeah. to like like make that first connection i think so too but it was it was almost an instant like yeah here's a big oh, hug yeah like and almost a, a weight too of like this is what we should have been doing yeah no doubt uh, and i think it's just right timing yeah it's right timing yep. it's working out perfectly so um well chris let's for just real quick, we won't, we won't touch on this a, a massive amount of time with this podcast just because I want to get to value and us talking through some some really cool stuff. But walk us through a little bit of, you know, 
my my background, right? Like they all know, like I worked in sales all through undergrad, through grad school, became a therapist, and then kind of put the two worlds together, right? Yep. Now you have worked with the military. You got your master's in sports psychology. Um, like walk us through a little bit your background, and then just like how it how. Yeah, tell us your story a little bit. Let's just start there. Tell yeah. us your story a little bit. Well, you know what's funny is I feel like I kind of... Oh, also, Chris lives in Hawaii, by the way, which is <laughs> so dope. So, <laughs> little plug. Come, come visit. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I fell into it. Like, my undergrad, I'd studied psychology because I was interested in it, but sure. not necessarily as like a career. Yeah. Um, it was more just like, oh, if I learn about people, this will help with anything that I do. Sure. And then the other half, as far as majors... I bounced all over the place. Like okay. I, it was, I was a mess. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that I studied was exercise science. Okay. And so cool. then yeah. I finished my degree in kinesiology, okay. right. With a minor in psychology. And then I go hmm. to, to grad school and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So at Cal state Fullerton, I'm taking all these different classes. I'm like, wow. Don't even know sports psychology is a thing. And so I take this class by a guy named Ken Revisa, who's like this godfather of sports psych. Um, and he, he actually passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but that first class I took was called uh, Philosophy of Movement. Basically okay. study why do people move? Why do they do what they do? And it just introduced me to this world of sports psychology and how there's a, a mind-body connection yeah. with everything that you do. And I was just like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And so finished school. Um, The one thing that I think was like such a blessing was, um, you know, schools have like sports teams and things like that. And a lot of universities just kind of like sign up for which team you want to work with. Right. And then you can, you can go and you know, work work with those teams, you know? So I've met people that have worked with wrestling teams, volleyball, soccer, all these different sports. But Ken, uh, I don't, I think it's probably bad for some people, but it was really good for me. He said, go find somebody to work with. Oh, dope. Nice. And we're like, first semester, what are we doing? Like, yeah. I, I don't know how to work with somebody. Yeah. I don't know who I want to work with. And he was just like, all right, by next week, go find someone. Wow. And so I, as a growing up as a surfer, I was like, surfing doesn't have this. They need it. So there, luckily that weekend there was a contest. And so I went down and just like, Hey, this is what I'm doing it up with random people. And this is the surf team at the, at Cal Fullerton or no, 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 this, is, this has is just, nothing to do with the school. Cause he didn't with, want us to work with the wow, teams. At the so school. it was just he like, wanted just go us, work with somebody Yeah, to go and like put ourselves out there. He's like, if you're going to make dude, it in this industry, so cool. you have to do it. Good for Ken, dude. Yeah. Good so, job, Ken. Like, it was, and it was like, are you kidding me? Like yeah. we're all scared. He's like, well, use what you're learning to yeah. like overcome that fear and just go do it. Anyway, so I met this awesome guy named Brad Ettinger. He was sponsored by Hurley at the time. He's like a he's like a youth pastor now. He's just Sick. one of the coolest people Genuine, in the world. Yeah. Anyway, and he ended up introducing me to this guy named Kevin Dean, who uh, runs this huge strength and conditioning program. Anyway, um. So for the next three years, I worked with like all the top surfers in wow. Southern California, um, all from Ken telling me to go and find someone. No way. Um, as a homework assignment. So wow, 
Fast forward, I've you know had a lot of opportunities to work with the military, worked with special ops, helping Green Berets throughout their qualification yeah. course, um, worked with helping guys get ready for a ranger school. And then, you know, talked about stars aligning. Mm-hmm. So my wife's uh, best friend in high school okay. <laughs> dated a guy named Tosh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Long time ago. Okay. Right? And so... I meet him right after his mission. They break up, go on with their lives, right? Really short amount of time that we ever knew each other. I think we went like snowboarding once. Okay. Okay. Anyway, fast forward all these years later, and I'm I walk into the bathroom at church and I physically bump into Tosh. Yeah. I'm like, I know you from somewhere. Like, you know, because it's been 15 years or something. Anyway, and so we ended up inviting him over for dinner, and he introduced me to this sales world and was like, people need what, what you've been doing. doing with the military for, for sales. Wow. And it's like, all right, do you have <laughs> some? And so he, he's like, sure, I got some people in mind and, and set it up. And, and that was in 2020. He's like, I'm only the... I have no idea like the the legitimacy of his position. position. And anyway, and so 2020 was weird, you know, just with the COVID and all of that. Yeah, it was. And uh, anyway, and I don't know how much we want to get into this, but 2020 started really rough for for my family. Yeah. Um, And I, I think it was actually... A little bit before 2019, like the end of 2019 that I ran into Tosh and that whole thing happened. And then my my son, who had some health problems, um, end, uh, ended up passing away. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people have heard that story, so I won't get into the, all the details, yeah. but he, he died on March 4th. And so Tosh sets up, you know, a couple people to work with, and I'm just like... No, you know, like I'm just like, yeah, my like world I I has can't. just been crushed. I don't care, yeah, you know, like it wasn't well. And I don't, I, and honestly, like 99% of listeners probably won't even understand that feeling because we truly haven't, like, right, lot. Like, I don't like, know, yeah, I don't know what that, that, will, but I can imagine, like, I have a four year old daughter. I mean, how old yeah. was Griff? He was eight, eight. Now I'm like, frick, dude, yeah, I can't imagine, yeah, and it's, it's. It's like you imagine, and then it's worse than what you imagine. Oh, I bet. I bet. But anyway, so that's so, yeah. so, where yeah, I like was. I have guys for you, but it's like, I don't have the, mo- like, I can't, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And wow. I don't know what it was that just was like, just say yes. Like, just do it. Like, you're you're not in the right space for it. Interesting. But just do it anyway. And so I did. Wow. But I feel like helping other people with their problems. Yeah. Like, and I mean, it's still yeah. there, you know, yeah. it's not like something that ever goes away, Yeah. but I feel like helping people with their more specific problems yeah. helped pull me out yeah. of my own. Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know, I guess I, I'm extremely grateful. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, the hardest year. And I think a lot of people, that was the hardest year of their lives. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was especially hard for us. And I'm just grateful for that opportunity that Tosh gave wow. me 
um, introduced me to this world, but also, and I haven't really talked about this that much, yeah, pulled me out of my own yeah. grief and loss like, and, and pain. Yeah. So I appreciate you being real and vulnerable like with that. You know, I think that's yeah. you know, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in in the later in our our episode, but or I'm sure we will. I don't I don't know for sure, but um as you were saying that, I'm like the as we launched the collective, right? And there's this community aspect. And what I'm trying to, what we're trying to create, right, is like we've both worked with so many reps, but they haven't really known each other and communicated and worked with each other. And that's what we're like, the power of being vulnerable and real with someone else and letting that relationship, like letting people in, in your life and helping somebody and being a support to somebody else and how much I can empower you and yourself. Like, it's just a different level of change. And, um, I think you, you sharing that, like, um, I, I notice myself as I work with clients, like I can't, like it pushes me to become the best version of myself too, mm-hmm. you know? And I think yeah. you working with people on an emotional level while you were going through a lot of emotions probably was healing in some ways. Oh, for sure. Like for self-talk sure. wise and, you know, just think like neural pathway thinking and just like hope and faith. Like I, I talk about hope and faith a lot with my clients and just yeah. like trust and, you know, in the process and. I'm like, you're telling them these things when you're like, frick, I'm going through some stuff, you yeah. know? You're talking to yourself you're talking too. To yourself. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned through that whole thing though is what you feel and what you are like drawn towards Yeah. when going through hardships specifically is often the opposite of what you need. Mm. I didn't want anybody. I was angry. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I am a very social person. Yeah, you are. And, and kind I mean, and genuine. And like, COVID, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's like no talking to anybody, right? So it's yeah. like COVID makes it hard. But that's what I wanted at the time. I wanted to be alone. I didn't want to yeah. talk to anybody. It was the opposite of what I needed. And I think a lot of people might be totally in a situation like that as well, yeah. where like what you have to do is uncomfortable because it's not what you want. Yeah. Right. You might be in this, in this phase yeah. or state that's like pushing you in one direction, but yeah. if, in order to get out of that funk, you got to do that's so, be almost you do. ripped out. I, I, I tell people that clients out, like I say self-awareness is a double-edged sword <laughs> and like people are like, oh, what does that mean? I'm like, <laughs> well, through self-awareness, you really understand the core issue. Yeah. Right? And you understand yourself and the, the insecurity, the anxiety, whatever's what you want, but what you should do, you you understand the situation. It's a double edged sword though, because it's showing you clearly, like, okay, well, if you sit in your car or if you don't get off the couch, or if you like you're basically telling yourself, I guess I am not good enough, or I guess I am fat, or I guess I am whatever, whatever whatever it is, then yep. whatever's creeping in that's holding you back. Right. Or, I, you know, or I guess I don't want connection. I guess I, I don't need anybody like in your situation, like whatever, I guess I am just mad. Yeah. It's like, well, that self-awareness is really the double-edged sword because on the other side, it's like connections, what you need, even though it's the last thing you want. And it's, it's because you're self-aware that hopefully it allows that person. That's why I'm so such a big proponent. I'm like, I understand what's going on. Because when someone can get to that point, typically they have enough self-love to go, 
all right, I'm going to, I'm going to connect with people. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be a prideful freaking ding dong and get lonely and play victim. Yeah. You can, you can, but, <laughs> yeah. but here's what I'm saying. You got to connect. And, and that's what, and ultimately that's what partly what pulled you out. Yeah. Oh, huge, huge part. Which, man, I hope this is all making sense because if you're listening, like, and this doesn't make sense, reach out because I'm like, I'll freaking explain it to you because I can't, I can't tell you enough how important this concept is, what we're talking about right here. Well, I, I, but I, I think there's an, an added thing to sure. it too. It's not just for people struggling. Oh. It's preventative yeah. so that when you have the struggles, because you will, yeah, that... You'll, you'll have those tools in place. And luckily I was, I had a friend, I got to give a shout out to, to my friend Carlos. So Carlos, and this is like part of his culture, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and anyway, so our son passed away. We do the funeral, all, all the things. Actually, this would be before. So we come home from the hospital Okay. and anyway, Carlos is there. He sets up like a pop-up tent in our yard, tables, organizes like people to bring food, all kinds Very of cool. stuff. And he was just there. Like we didn't have a ton of interaction, but he was there. Yeah. And I don't know that he would have been there had I not, and not saying that I did anything, but me and Carlos had a relationship ahead sure. of time. Otherwise that wouldn't have happened. Right. And yeah. so for people who, you know, everything's wonderful and nothing's that big of a deal. Like life will hit you mm -hmm. at some point. And if you haven't established those relationships and built those, those connections with people, then who's going to be your Carlos? Yeah. You know, and, and how can you also be a Carlos for other people that are going through stuff? Yeah. You can't if you don't know people, if you're not having those yeah, conversations. So and so I think it's beneficial. Sure. If you're going through stuff, Talk to people even though you don't want to. Yep. Right. If you're not going through stuff, talk to people <laughs> and be ready. Yeah. You know. Yeah, um, and and be be aware of what's going on on a deeper level, and so yeah. that when those struggles come, because they will, just not even that you're having a hard time. It's just like, oh, hey, here's a hard day. Like here's a hard, here's a struggle, here's a challenge, here's a trial, here's a, you know, yeah, a challenge in front of you. You're just more equipped to master it. You know. I even think about this and. It, What's today? The 22nd. So tomorrow's 23rd. If you're listening to this, it's past this, but our events tomorrow, right? And I've been posting about, and luckily there's lots of freaking people coming, which is awesome. But when I, every day, when I created the event, you know, obviously I'm, I feel vulnerable, right? Of like, you know, insecurity creeps in saying, Hey bud, what if no one shows up, man? You know, <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is, you know? And, and, um, and then there's always the part of me that's like, well, people are going to show up. Like it's, it's going to happen, you know, but that insecurity creeps in, creeps in and being aware of it and just continuing to work hard and show up yeah. is the same thing. Like as much as like you want to feed into sometimes these things, like yeah. be like doing the, the harder thing is what creates that stronger mind to be able to do more and more and more and help more people create a bigger impact, all the things. Right. Well, and the what if game has two sides too, right? Sure. Like what if, you know, 150 people show up. Yeah. What if we provide crazy value? What if one yeah. of those people 
is really yeah. going through something. They haven't talked to anybody about it. They well, actually, haven't in, connected. In fact, that will be. And yeah, that will happen. it happens. And they yeah. get the support that they need. And, right? And so yeah, I, I think we don't play that side of the what if game. Yeah. Like, like it's not natural. Yeah. What are you missing out on if you don't do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but, but we love playing the like, oh, what if nobody shows up? What if I yeah. look like an idiot? What if I spend all this money? Right. Yeah. And I think we just need to realize that again, my, my world is the performance. Yeah. Right. And so if you think about even your thinking, your behavior as a performance, then play the what if game yeah. and play it well. Yeah. Right. Like, like bring it. I'm playing the what if game already. Okay. I'm playing it a really bad way, you yeah. know? Yeah. So let me, let me just switch. I can still play the game. I just That's need to change, change I never, the game. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Right? Yeah. Cause you're not shaming yourself for playing the game. Playing the game's natural. You're just going to choose how to play it. Yeah. Well, That's and the cool, thing actually. is everyone plays that. it. Everyone yeah. is yeah. already doubting themselves. Everyone is already, sure. what if all, all the negative, just play the same game, just swap it. Yeah. And yeah. it's I'm, easier. Actually, when you, when you almost like, take that example into like a context of like, like imagine playing basketball or, or sur- we'll go surfing or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, we'll, we'll, we'll use surfing and hopefully this works. <laughs> I've surfed a couple of times. <laughs> imagine surfing, right? But every time you just get on your knees and you never stand up on your feet. Yeah. Like every single right. time, because that's the way you play the game. <laughs> that's just what you, that's how you chose to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. You're missing out on so oh, much, so right? So much. And that's like, that's almost what you're saying is this, if you're going to play on the game with the doubts, you can only expect so much. Like yeah. you're going to play the game. Why don't you play the game? Yeah. And the way you want to play it. Yeah. Why don't you try to stand up right? and, and ride the wave and surf and do the thing? You know, what's fascinating about that. Was that did that work? Oh, totally. hundred <laughs> percent. But okay. I just had this conversation with a friend just like yeah. maybe two weeks ago. So he's a, uh, he's a, he's a pretty avid surfer. Okay. But he's an adult surfer, meaning he didn't start surfing till he was like in his 20s or 30s. Yeah. Okay. And he, anyway, he feels embarrassed a lot. Yeah. Okay. And we were just talking and I said, I think the biggest difference between learning as a kid versus learning as an adult is kids don't care if they fall. Mm. In fact, kids will fall on purpose yeah, they don't and have fun. Yeah. And so I was telling him, you just need to fall more like for fun, like intentionally fall over and intentionally, you know, look like an idiot, whatever. Yeah. And and I think that so applicable to sales. Yeah. Not just with surfing with literally anything. I mean, honestly, that's part of the reason I'm, I'm even here. Right. It's like, well, let's take a shot. You know, let's say yes to opportunities that maybe we don't necessarily feel prepared for. Yeah. And if we fall and we fumble and we, you know, Whatever, yeah, yeah. the board's still there. We got a leash. Yeah. You know, hop back on and, and no keep doubt. going. But realize that it can be fun to fail. It can be fun to uh to fall. Yeah. And it's and it's okay. Yeah. And when you start to like you open your eyes to like that it can be fun to make mistakes and it can be fun and enjoyable yeah. to like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Uh <laughs> It, it changes How, everything. If somebody was to apply that. Yeah. Like if someone was like, okay, let's have fun to fail. <laughs> and they were to go apply that. What would you, 
how would you walk them through trying to apply something like that? Is it, is it like an attitude that, Hey, when that failure happens, I'm like, I really focus on my attitude and how I'm viewing it. And then I do that over a period of time or how, how would you say, boom, learn how to, yeah. Okay. I think it's a combo of attitude and action yeah. put together for a specific amount of time. Cool. Right? Okay. And, and I have guys do this all the time on the doors. Like if you're knocking, okay, the next five, yeah, right. Yeah. Or even the next one, yep. you know, we're going to do this fun thing. Right. Cool. Um, but you have to have the right attitude and there's intention behind it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to have a specific action, right? Cool. Like, like this is what I'm going to do. Like if I'm surfing, you know, as a kid, Oh, I see what you're saying. So you, like do a trick, maybe you're like, right. Like I'm going to try 360 or I'm going to go and do this big turn that I know I'm going to land on my back, but yeah. it's going to be awesome. I see what right? you're saying. And so I am not planning to sell this person, but I'm going to make them laugh. Right. By telling them this joke. And then yeah, you tell yeah. the joke and it falls flat. And then you yeah, walk yeah. away like, they didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, but you're like, okay, but the point of that wasn't to Great. sell them. The point of that was to have fun failing. Yeah. Have fun failing. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Cause, cause, well, in, in a, in a high performance based job, I mean, think about it. High performance. So think of anything high performance. You got the top tier athletes of you know, NFL, NBA, MLB, surfing, you know, even whatever, even if you're 12 years old, there's high performance, you know, sports. Yeah. So you think high performance sales is high performance with anything. High performance comes a high rate of failure. Yeah. hundred percent. You don't get to negotiate that. No, you don't. It's Kobe did not. He didn't negotiate that. Right. Yeah. That's why he, that's why he's known for what he's known for is because he shouldn't really be an anomaly in regards to how he worked through failure, but he kind of is. And it's because he, he had fun failing in my mind. Like you're yeah. saying, like that's, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is just like failure wasn't negative. It was just like dope. That's part of the process. Like that only helps me learn. That only helps me grow. That only, that only helps me. And I'm going to get so comfortable with failing because the beauty is the people that win the most fail the most. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and I'm like, this is truth. This isn't like a, <laughs> right. oh, here's an opinion. Here's an opinion for you. You can take it or leave it. This is truth. And when I, when truth is, the definition of truth is like, it's never changing. Yeah. It's always true. You don't get to negotiate truth. It's truth. So accept it. And yeah. Live it, you know? Yeah. But, but we fight. We, we fight, fight against it. You know what's part of upbringing and culture and because we're programmed a certain right. way. But yeah. yeah. One of the things that, I don't know why it surprised me. But Can I plug something real quick? Yeah. If you have a hard time with failure and it weighs on you, you should be working with us. <laughs> Seriously. I'm going to just say it. You should be working with us one-on-one -on -one and you should be a part of our community and the collective. You will learn how to adapt through failure 10 times better and you will, you will have more success. That, we guarantee that for sure. And it's just yeah. something we're both passionate about. We will figure that out with you and you will have more success than you've had before. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that, so working with the special ops, right, they go through this assessment selection. And one of the things that was fascinating was they, they basically would make them feel like they didn't make it. Yeah. Right. That they have failed and, but they didn't pull them out. Okay. Right. And so 
the test really, and a lot of people fail the test, they throw their ruck on the ground. They're like, well, why am I going to keep suffering if I didn't make it anyway? And then you got guys that are like, as long as I'm here, I'm not stopping. Interesting. And I think that attitude can help overcome any kind of failure, right? Because we're talking about military. So in sales, you can fail all day long and yeah. you still get to go home at the end of the day, yeah. right? Like you're alive, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, breathing. Yeah. In the military, you make mistakes. Some of them could be fatal, right? It could cost you or other people your their lives, sure. right? And so they want to know that, I mean, especially if you're going to be like the 1%, you know, as special ops that you are going to keep going at all costs. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And that's the, what for that, for that person in that position, what's their, is their motivation, not their motivation, is their discipline at that point rooted in like this concept of like, this is my like job. Like I, I like, I don't have the, I can't afford to just be like, I'm going to stop. Or is it, or is it like a internal, like best version of me? Like, I don't, where's, where's I, the, I think two, I, I think there's you get two. what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cause, Cause naturally with the high performance, like we do get a lot of rewards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And sales or sports, you know, like you, you experience the reward, which is part of like the journey of like success of like, dang, and conquering core beliefs of just like, yeah. I didn't think I was good enough, but then freak. I just leaned into all these insecure and I just freaking crushed it, you know? And that crushed it actually is awesome. It's not like I'm putting my worth there, but it is evidence that like, if I do these things, good things come. Right. Yeah. Which typically I think that's also a truth. And you're saying in this scenario though, like, am I willing to just keep going? Even if. Yeah. Even if I crap still hits that, like, yeah. you know, even if there's no end yeah, type of thing. And I'm like, I never thought about that. Yeah. Pushing myself because I think even for me internally, there's some sort of reward, some something, yeah, that I feel like good that will come, and maybe it is something good on this end. I don't, maybe it's yeah. personal. I don't know. What do you think? Well, okay, I think at least from what I've seen with those yeah. specific individuals, I've seen a few different sides. One is like, like a character thing, right? Like, like I don't give up. Even if they don't want me, like yeah. I'm not stopping okay. until cool. they physically yeah, drag I, I me like out that. of here. I like that. A right? character, so the, yeah, a belief, yeah. a value. Right. And so it doesn't matter what you get because I don't quit. Ah, okay. Right? Cool. Like, Love that. Like, and, and I think that a lot of us, I, I feel like character has become less important. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. You know, over like generations, you know, I think about like my great grandpa, you know, sailing across the ocean from Belarus to New York and like, like living by certain standards that were firm and like unwavering. Like it doesn't matter the, the emotion, the 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 risk or whatever. It's like, this is my, this is my value. It's my character. Yeah. And anyway, and and that's, you are right. That is one of the biggest things that they're looking for. Right is is who has this character? I think some others also kind of know, like they're going to test me. So if I'm sure. here, so like choosing, well, yeah. so even though I screwed that thing up, yeah, maybe I can like overcome it by like 
going extra hard now yeah kind of thing um which i think super relates in the door-to-door space because often one mistake leads to another yeah it does right like more recently i've been working with fighter pilots and pilots like any catastrophic like airplane accident is usually a series of mistakes and so instead of making a lot of mistakes yeah right let's make one and recalibrate reconnect right same thing with door to door right okay so you make your mistakes but don't let it just like derail yeah. the rest of your day yep 100 um, yeah, yeah recollect and do it yeah i love the concept of character though i there's a therapy model called just values based living right yep. which you're i'm sure you're familiar of but it's just like understanding what your values are and then living your life in line with those values. Yeah. And if it doesn't line with your values, then it's, you know, it's kind of, which means like for me, I value growth. And so if I'm put in a tough situation where I know I need to lean into, I'm like, well, this is my value. Yeah. So like, am I going to live my value or not? So it's kind of that character aspect. Like, is this part of your character, which I I'm shocked how many people I've worked with that like, they like, well, what do you, how do you know your values? How, you know, what, like, what do you mean? And I'm like, and, and they know at their core, but they haven't taken right. the time to process of like, what is my character? What is my values? Who am I? You know? And, and that's some really fun work to do with clients too. So if that's, if you're listening to that too, and you're like, man, what, dude, <laughs> reach out. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, and I think you have to not only know your values, but yeah. you also need to have a way to like bring sure. them to the forefront. So that you're not, you know, decision fatigue is a real thing. And so instead of making these hard decisions all the time when you're confronted with something, you've already made the decision, right? So if you don't quit, then when you're tired and exhausted or frustrated and don't want to keep going, well, you've already made the decision. That you weren't going to, yeah. Yeah. Or that you were, yeah, you were going to keep going. Yeah. So you don't have to to make that 10 times a day. Right. Yeah. Especially I think if it's the same emotion. Yeah. Like source. Yeah. You don't need to process that multiple times a day. Yeah. It's exhausting. Now if it's like insecure and then boom, embarrassment came out of nowhere, like left field, it might be valuable to process, take time to process that embarrassment. Right. And then move on. Yeah. But yeah, you are right. A lot of times that uh, same emotion will try to creep in and like you already made your choice. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Chris, I, uh, we could probably talk for hours, dude. <laughs> I think ultimately, um, with, with launching the, you know, obviously we've always done one-on-one sessions. We've always done voice message access and course content. And now we're launching the collective, which adds more community. We'll you weekly group calls where Chris and I will, you know, we'll be both be doing trainings. Other people will be doing trainings. We'll invite really cool guest speakers into, but we're going to be offering massive value weekly content four reps, um, clients within the community. And we're also going to do in-person retreats. And Chris has got some really, really cool <laughs> stuff just with experience in the military. And then with, with surfing and other things where it's just like, man, we have some really cool experiences. There's a concept called experiential therapy, but it's essentially, it's like we can create experiences for people to work and, and really make them really effective. Um, they can actually create a lot of change, mentally, emotionally on a deeper level through those experiences, especially if they're processed correctly. And so we're, we're going to be doing, it's not just going to be like, Hey dude, here's your retreat. Hoorah. Let's go do some hard crap. We're going to make it very intentional. 
and like processing and working through stuff. And it's, and it's going to be, there's going to be a purpose behind everything that we do. And so, man, I'm so stoked for those retreats as well. But now that we're building the collective and we're doing that, what, what are some things that you'd want, you know, before we wrap up, what are some things that you'd want listeners to know? Um, yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> one of the things that I listed, you know, that we had talked about like different topics to talk about. Yeah. And one of them, um, was this, I guess, kind of, it's this epidemic and we haven't even talked about this, yeah. but it's, it's an epidemic in America specifically of loneliness yeah. and how people feel so disconnected, Yeah, they do. you know, and, and even to the point of like connection is a skill. And I, th- yeah. I, I don't think people realize that. They think of connection as like something that it naturally happens or it doesn't yeah. happen. And, oh, I'm an introvert. I'm extroverts. You know, they have it. Like it's something that can be learned. It's something that yeah. can be taught. It can be established, um, but it can be uncomfortable. And so I, I think that with the whole collective, I think that is like at the heart. Yeah. Is like regardless of all the other benefits and yeah, all the other skills, this, make it whatever. It's like it's like which will happen, let's build a family. Yeah, it's gonna you know let's let's create something where people feel safe. Yeah, that they feel like they belong, um, and that's what what I hope. Yeah, yeah, I you know. That. And then everything else is going to just be a byproduct of having that safe familial space. Yeah. And, and I love that too, because I think, and we're going to create the, the safe place that allows us to, again, like when you're in that depressive pit, you know, not depressive pit, but that like, I'm mad. I don't want to connect. It's that Carlos almost create a safe place. Yeah. Right. To like get you away from the, like, not that you were playing victim, but push you towards development. Yeah. And that safe place isn't like, oh, I need a safe place. It's that safe place fosters this insane amount of growth that it's just undeniable. And so it's not that it's not a weak safe place. It's a safe place that allows us to freaking accomplish. And so I can't wait for that too. I love that. That was beautifully said. Um, well guys, thanks for listening. Um, Chris, thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah. Excited to be here. All right.